So <clears throat> this segment's on fight, flight, or freeze. So oftentimes in the heat of the moment, right, where you're presented with anxiety or uh, a knee-jerk reaction, you need to have a response, right? Like, so let's say I'm standing in the road and all of a sudden a car's coming and it's coming right at me. I either can freeze and do nothing and still get hit by the car. I can fight where I run right at the car or, you know, brace for it, or I can literally flee and I run away. And what I find is that um, if you look at a lot of... Um, a lot of training that's done and role playing is that it's trying to help you have a different reaction than what you typically do. Um, so for example, you see this so commonly in the military and law enforcement is that there's so much training and development uh, training focused on having the right reaction. So when, when, the, when, when, a, when a fire breaks out, when, when an accident occurs, when shooting starts happening, you're ready to go into fight mode where sometimes your response depending on how you react to things you might have the wrong response and in that scenario might be a deadly response for yourself and for others particularly in law enforcement and in the military when you when you work as a team and your success of life and the mission really depends on the other people that you're with and so, and you, and you find this even in um, team sports where you're constantly um, learning specific plays and you want to react a different way um, and you can train yourself to have the right response through constant repetition of doing it the right way. And so um, it makes me think about how in the business world, in our professional aspects of life, do we have the right response when we're presented with different situations. And so sometimes we can't necessarily plan for, uh, we can't necessarily train for it, but I think mentally we can kind of plan for it. So for example, I could think about having a boss, like right now we have a great, great, great person that I report to, uh, a partner, um, where, where let's say I think about a partner that is really abrasive, really micromanaging, what would be my response be? Because yelling at somebody is just not a professional way to react. Um, quitting, that, that's, that's a flight move, right? And that might be the right move. Um, or let's say um, reacting in the right way in a professional setting, not lashing out in a group meeting, asking to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, biting my tongue. That could be the right tactic. And so that's where I think your mental, mental exercising of how you want to respond to different scenarios. One thing that it makes me think about is what I call um, worst case scenario planning. Let me talk about that in a different segment. So fight, flight, or freeze, what's your response? Sherm's out. So this is the next segment I call worst case scenario planning. And what I mean by that is mentally you're going to go through the exercise of thinking about the worst case scenario and mentally planning for that. So for example, if let's say I decided to start a business and in my mind, worst case scenario would be that I don't make money, I don't earn revenue, I don't make sales in let's say 90 days. So all of a sudden things aren't going well. Now I could say, okay, well, I'm going to stay, like, keep, my, keep, keep my job and so then that way I can still provide for the needs and so I'll do it on the side. Or if let's say I went all in on myself and the revenue is not coming in, then I'm going to say to myself, okay, what could I do differently? Okay, well, maybe I get a third shift job. Maybe I work, you know, um, basically 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. and that way I can have at least a little bit of money coming in to fend for ourselves. 
okay? And then and that, and that could be a tactic, that could be a move. Um, and then, okay, but then the money's still not coming in, right? The revenue's not coming in, the business isn't getting off the ground, and now it's been six months or eight months. Okay, well, what, could, what would I do? Okay, well, I'll take a second mortgage out on the house, right? Or I'll loan against my 401k, I'll, 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 um, I'll, I'll move in with my mom and dad, right? And, and, and am, I, am I okay with that? And is, is, is my significant other okay with that, right? Are the children okay with that? Would I have to move them to different schools? And then let's say after five years, right, the revenue is just not coming in as, as much as I wanted it to be. Um, do I decide to get, to get get private money? Do I decide to take a, a small business loan? What are some different things that I could do? And in all of that, would I still want to move forward? In that worst case scenario, would I be happy with that? And number one, happy. And two is, can I handle that? Because the person that says, oh my gosh, I couldn't handle the first 90 days not pulling revenue, then I might not have the mental toughness to have my own business. I might be better off, which is nothing wrong with that, in being an entrepreneur, working in an organization that allows me to have some autonomy to run projects where the pure responsibility and delegation of ownership is on me. And so the other, the, on the other t- um, side of the coin, it's, in that worst case scenario, I'm okay with that. And mentally, I know that I'm actually gonna be able to plan for the right reaction, not in the heat of the moment, where if I don't think about that scenario, that worst case scenario planning, then I end up potentially making a decision which, is not, excuse me, which hasn't been thought through enough because I'd never thought of that situation before. And by being able to think about these worst case scenarios and allowing your mind to plan through it, right? So the worst reaction would be, well, I don't know, and just leave it at that. Because that's just lazy thinking. We need to allow our minds to go through this process of saying, okay, what should we do? What, what's the next move? How do I get to that point? And so I find for myself and for others that is the right thing to do. That's what we must do is put ourselves in a position to win and win big by thinking about the worst case scenario. Let me talk about uh, kind of visualization and planning in the next segment. What are your thoughts on worst case scenario planning? Can you handle the worst case scenario in your mind about the decision you're about to make? Sherm's out. Okay, so last segment was talking about worst case scenario planning. Let's talk about visualization and positive thinking. So if I'm going to think about the worst case that's going to happen, I also want to think about what is, if everything goes the way that I want it to, specifically, what would I be doing? Now let's go along the lines of um, a relationship, right? So um, it's just, just, just went out with a great person and we just really hit it off. And I want to start thinking about just mentally, okay, if this continues to go forward, right? We want to have the conversation about being exclusive. And then there's, just, there's some risk involved with that, right? Because the moment that you decide to commit to one person, you're, you're saying no to a bunch of other people. You're saying no to a bunch of different options. At the same time, you're opening yourself to say, it's no longer me individually, it's a we, right? So the pronoun changes in your vernacular. And some people, they, they have the hardest time shifting from a me-centric mindset 
to a we-centric mindset, it puts them in a very big disadvantage. And so by being able to think about this best case scenario, like everything's gonna go really, really well, is we're gonna date, we're gonna, we're gonna find, I'm gonna find out all about her and her, her hobbies, her desires. I'm gonna get to meet her family and engage with them. I'm gonna love them and enjoy them. Um, you know, come up to, to the upcoming holidays, we'll go to my family, we'll go to her family, come, um, and, and then when it comes to um, different hobbies, we're gonna start doing some things together. And I can visually see myself engaging with her, being happy. Um, if there's anything that's tough, you know, where one of us is crying, we're, we're embracing each other, we're being supportive. Um, as, we're, as I visually, visually see ourselves, we're, we're, we're talking, we're happy, we're engaging, I'm listening. There isn't, there isn't a cell phone in my hand, there isn't uh, uh, anything else in my mind. It's all about the relationship. And then in my mind, best case scenario, visually, I visually see us getting married. I visually see us um, you know, being happy together, going on a honeymoon, um, having a child together, me being super supportive. I'm there in the delivery room. I'm an awesome person. Um, I, we have date nights every, every, every week, um, and we have this soul relationship. And I can see ourselves in my mind's eye, all together, children around us, grandchildren, and we are teaching them, we are leaving a legacy, and you know, I can look over her. We've had you know 35 years together, and we're deeply connected, deeply committed to one 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 one, one another. And so, as I think about that best case scenario, it's a very common practice that people will do in visualizing exactly what they want to do. I find that professionally, we don't do that. I find that. Um, personality, um, uh, personal relationships, we don't do that as well. I think it's important to view these best case scenarios in our mind. And ultimately what we're trying to identify is what are we specifically doing, right? So I even identified some things there. I visually saw ourselves talking to each other, full engagement. I'm not distracted by a laptop or a cell phone or the TV. Um, we're laughing. So that means I'm choosing to be happy despite the turmoil that might be going on. Um, you know, because there will be turmoil in people's lives. And so positive visualization helps us create the decisions and the moves and, and the decisions and the actions to get what we want. So I find this to be extremely uh, practical and important way to be able to view your day top of the morning, right? Before I get up, okay, hey, here's me exercising, here's me doing this, here's me going to work, having great meetings today, great conversations on the phone, um, you know, coming home, fully engaged with the kids, fully engaged with the wife, you know, and I can visually see the day and that's how I become the conqueror of every single day. And that's what I would focus in on. Now, of course, I want my daily activity, my daily actions to align with where I wanna go in the future, but really, I just want to win the day, conquer the day, be the champion of every single moment when it's happening. What are your thoughts about best case scenario planning? Sherm's out. Okay, so this segment I'll entitle like burn the boats. So it's, I don't know who did it, Julius Caesar, the Vikings. I've heard a lot of people being credited with this uh, military tactic. But the idea was that when, um, let's say, for example, it was the Vikings, when they, when, they, when they sailed to new land and they wanted to conquer, the moment that they got to the shore, all the boats, 
the leaders of the, the, the army would tell the soldiers, burn the boats. And it was symbolic. It was meaningful. Number one, symbolic that the only way that we're going to win, the only way that you're going to get home is to conquer this foreign country. If you love your family, if you want to get home, you will conquer and win. The other thing is, number two, is it literally was, uh, they got rid of their way to um, retreat, and there was no rescue boats coming in a second wave. So your only movement, literally, because you're on a shore, is to go forward. You can't look back into the ocean and say, oh, you remember how it used to be back, in, back at home in Iceland, it was in, in Greenland, it was so wonderful there. No, you can't. There's no value to you looking backwards at a blank ocean with nothing in sight to see except the ocean. You have to look forward. And I find that so indicative of, of our lives that we have to look forward in order to move forward in life. But so many people are stuck by their, their hamstrung, by their origin story, right? Like the, 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 the horrible life that they had growing up, right? Their parents that they had, the lack of parenting that they had, the, the lack of stuff that they had, the lack of schooling that they had. Constantly looking backwards, either in nostalgia or in regret or in hoping that something would have been differently to get you to a different place in life. The reality, especially for that, those soldiers that were there, is they were there on the shores and their boats behind them were being burned and behind them was just a vast ocean that could not be swam to get home. So the only thing was to move forward. And I find that for so many people in their lives, the moment that they probably found this podcast, the moment that they actually found me, is that the moment that they decided to say, you know what? I want to take control of my life. And I no longer want the past to define me. I no longer want what was once said of me, or I don't want that my origin story to dictate my future. That I'm going to control where I want to go with my life. So burn the boat in your life. No longer look at the past in nostalgia of what what used to be and hope for a previous day because you are here and the only way to move forward is to move forward if you've graduated high school go get a job go to technical college go to a university talk to someone that's been in a specific industry or business or company and that you want to work in and start making that step moving forward. Now it might mean that you get to college and you don't like it and you want to quit and you want to, or you're, you, you realize, hey, I can't work a full-time job and take out student loans and study good, good grades. I'd rather do something differently. And that is totally fine. Recognizing what you don't want to do in life is sometimes just as important as what you do want to do in your life. So please, burn the boats that are standing in the way of you thinking that there is a second option, that there is a retreat, that there is a rescue boat coming to help you. Your only way is to move forward. 
What are your thoughts? Sherm's out. 